Waitresses at the Eagle Diner had their regular crush-tomers and admittedly eyed a lot. There was the donut delivery boy philosopher and his stupid newsboy cap. The NYU English professor once took me out for Moroccan food and seemed disappointed by my tastes. And all the artists in cliche, paint-stained white tees. I ogled them all, worked my shtick, wearing custom-fit little 50s uniforms and snapping my bubble gum like a teen f far into my 30s. Yeah, the early 70s were fun. I was rarely alone. I'd wake up in bed with a girlfriend who crashed the night. We'd put on records and put on each other's makeup on top of old makeup and shit-talk the writers in the music magazines we'd loved. Or I'd find a customer I'd brought home, snoring in my bed, make him some Maxwell House, and begin another day, powered by bad coffee and good speed. Living alone in Soho, working late shifts, and frequently high, anything was possible. I'd read, I'd sew, I'd clean booze and mouse shit off the floor, and I walk from my place past old factories, scaffolding, and an occasional literal dumpster fire, and ends up at the Eagle, antsy and hoping for a day of good tips and good regulars. Of all my waitressing jobs, Phil Jackson was my number one customer. I've always been into fashion and you know, trends and stuff, and there's a saying, something like, a decade doesn't start until a few years in. I don't think I got it right, but the point is, you know, time is slow to adapt to the times. Today, when I'm zonked out watching old game show reruns from the early 2000s, the clothes, the hairstyles, it feels almost like the 80s. You know, what we understand as the 60s, the Beatles, peace, love, gurus, 1960 to 1963 didn't feel like that at all. That part of the 60s still felt like the 1950s. What's my point? Oh, in 1971, Phil Jackson actually felt like something totally righteous and new. That freaky tall North Dakota babe really felt like New York in the 70s. He wore this broken in leather jacket, for real. He drove a cycle around the city. I had a wild, long, sort of sleazy, sort of cute mustache and was always down to lend cigarettes. He always chose the window booth, sometimes alone, reading, swoon, and sometimes with his friends. His order was coffee, scrambled eggs, with rye and bacon. Classic. Can't mess with that. Phil Ram was every kind of person, and I think he was sort of a human collector. I'd seen him have breakfast with MTA conductors, librarians, actresses, Knicks, Jets, Mets, Yankees, bankers, brokers, Bronx zookeepers, teachers, reporters, even a mime once. Still wearing the mime outfit, but with his face paint wiped off. I heard Phil explaining to the mime about his self-education as a quote-unquote sensuous being and as a human living in the 70s in the here and now. I pay respect to the world through ritual and work and prayer, Phil told the mime. But then I also connect to the world by trying new things all the time. That's my education, right? That's what turns me on. A freaky play on Mercer Street, taking the train upstate and camping wherever I choose to get out. Conversation with the person at the other end of the glory hole. The mime nodded wordlessly and I, slicing pie behind the counter, did too. God, he was hot. Except Phil, one of my old jaded co-workers said when she dropped off his check. I'd know what you're used to, where you're from,
but in New York, you got a tip. Phil was caught off guard, but he remained composed. He left a 20 with his tab, but he never came back. Probably found some other diner to go to where he fully caught up to the 70s without me.